When you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. Jean Shinoda Bolin. What's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today's podcast, I figured we would talk about some self-care because I'm just like, I don't know, lately I've been in a self-care kind of mood and it just felt like the right topic of the day. I feel like now that it's winding down into the winter months and, you know, nights are growing longer, the weather's getting colder, I feel like it's easy to kind of slip into more of a relaxed hibernation-like state this time of year. And in a weird way, I feel like that's why I have an odd connection to winter or I tend to have like a bittersweet love with winter in the sense that it sucks that I feel like it's not the most thriving time to be out and about and like having your face out in the scene. But at the same time, I also kind of appreciate having a bit of time or a season, if you will, to hibernate, kind of work on yourself and just take care of yourself. I feel like it's a good reminder or a good chance every year to work inwards and then be able to kind of step back out onto the scene outwards come the new year. So lately, especially with November and December and the holidays coming and just in general with everything that's kind of gone on with life this year, I've just been in a self-care kind of mood. Lately, when I think of the words self-care, I feel like that could, you know, be described differently at different times and depending on what's going on in your life. But for me, it's meant kind of just taking the time to slow down with life a little bit, not saying yes to all of these crazy just like plans and goals and just slowing down enough to breathe a little bit and to be able to kind of focus on how you're feeling, how's your body feeling, check in on where you're at, and even taking a bit more time to read or to watch a new show or to take more time to hang out with friends and family. There are so many ways and things that kind of fall into the criteria of self-care, but in general, for me lately anyways, it's been a lot about kind of turning inward, you know, getting back to the basics, just doing the simple things that I know make me feel better as a whole, and also just kind of learning to enjoy the simple things and not do them because I feel I have to, but almost reconnecting with wanting to do the things that are required for self-care. I feel like when life gets busy and hectic or a lot of the times we don't really take the time to appreciate our self-care, just even taking care of ourselves and just doing what's best for ourselves when we're wrapped up in relationships and when we're wrapped up in social media or even when we get wrapped up with work and success and our goals and basically mapping out and putting in the effort and the ambition to create this amazing life. It's so easy to kind of put the self-care on the back burner when we're in those phases of life. And I think that that's all kind of the yin and yang that comes with just being a human. I don't think that we'll ever get rid of those phases of life where, you know, when you're falling in love, of course, you're going to not be spending as much time, you know, focusing on your skincare routine or maybe focusing on just doing more things for you or spending more solo time alone or when you're caught up in trying to succeed at work or move ahead in your career, it can be easy to cut sleep a little shorter or to maybe, you know, find ways to eat more takeout or not cook at home as much. And so I think that we need to 
one, understand that that's totally normal. And with understanding that, I get a sense of comfort with it because I don't feel that guilt or, you know, when you realize kind of how much you've put self-care on the back burner and you instantly want to bash yourself for maybe not taking the best care of yourself, that's where this truth comes in and just puts those, you know, judgments at ease. Because when we realize that that's just the balance of life, then there's no reason to get caught up in the how far we've kind of let our self-care go. And then instead we can just focus on appreciating the fact that we kind of have a phase or a season or a period of our life where we're able to focus on it. And that's just kind of how I'm feeling right now. There's nothing really getting in my way. There's nothing really pulling my focus right now. And so lately I've been been trying to anchor my focus or anchor my energy into what I want to spend more time on. And what I keep coming back to is just kind of self-care, just slowing down life a bit, taking a big deep breath without feeling like I need to just race towards the next thing and to just enjoy exactly where I'm at. Funny thing is when you get yourself to that point, when you're at a period of life where you're just like, okay, I'm ready to slow down and enjoy where I'm at, the first thing you're going to be faced with is well, where exactly are you? And that was kind of what happened to me at the end of October leading into November. I got a good chance to evaluate these last few weeks. Okay, how am I feeling? How is my body feeling? Am I waking up and feeling happy and excited for my day or just a general just consciousness of becoming aware of the things I'm thinking and the ways that I'm feeling and how those feelings are articulating themselves through my body and am I feeling a bit more back pain and just becoming a lot more aware of myself. And that I think is super key and important when it comes to self-care. Otherwise, I think that we'll just be doing things that we're telling ourselves is self-care, but realistically, we're not actually listening to what our bodies might need or what our souls might need or even what our thoughts are kind of telling us. You know, we need to get in tune with ourselves and in tune with the messaging that we're constantly sending out, whether we like it or not, or whether we notice it or not. This happens through our body language. This happens through our tone of thoughts, even through our tone of words when we're talking to other people, how irritable we are, just becoming more aware of ourselves without judging it or, you know, without thinking that this is wrong or this is bad and just becoming curious. Like, I wonder why I'm a bit more irritable lately, or I wonder why I'm waking up and just not feeling as excited to jump out of bed in the morning and trying not to judge those things so that we can there find our starting point when it comes to taking care of ourselves. And then from there, I feel like it's just a matter of breaking it down to simplicity. I think one of the things that I struggle with a lot is that I tend to overcomplicate things. I overthink things. I try and cover way too many bases and I get way too wrapped up and excited with things that I tend to just like throw so many ideas on top of each other that it becomes a super complicated thing that doesn't need to be in the first place. When it comes to taking care of yourself, realistically, it's already so habitually ingrained in us what it means to do that, you know, to just sleep better, to eat healthier, to move your body. Like those are three main focuses that if you are struggling to figure out what you might need to feel better or to feel like you're taking care of yourself, just start there. Go back to the very basics. When it comes to our bodies, if you think about it, we experience our lives through our bodies. When I'm talking right now, I'm talking to you like with my mouth. So obviously you're going to want to take care of your breath. You're going to want to take care of your teeth. Like it sounds so weird to think about, but when you break down ways that you experience your life or 
the fact that you're even existing right now, you're hearing this with your ears, you're seeing everything you see with your eyes, you're moving on a day-to-day basis with your body, with your legs, with your feet, you're feeling things with your hands. Like we experience our entire existence through this veil of our bodies. And so I feel like starting there when it comes to self-care is always a very fast and easy, even just a simple way if you're feeling like you're not sure where to start, to start living a better life. Because when we can enhance our experience of life, then obviously we're going to enhance our mood. We're going to enhance everything else. So getting enough sleep, nutrition, fitness, just the basic things that I know you're probably going to want to roll your eyes when you hear me list them all out again, because we hear it everywhere. We're taught it everywhere. It's shoved down our throats since the day we were born, you know, take care of yourself, like sleep, eat apples so that you can avoid going to the doctor or drink lots of water so that you stay hydrated. But these basics are basics for a reason because they work. And when we aren't taking care of those things, when we just let even the most fundamental things slip, we might not really experience it or really be able to pinpoint when it starts, but our overall just value of life or experience of life is going to dip. When you think about it, like when you're dehydrated, your brain is foggy, you're tired, you're more irritable, your body isn't functioning at its highest capacity, even your digestion gets skewed. And all of these things are so connected. When your digestion is skewed and it's not working properly, your body is absorbing so much more energy to try and fix what's going on internally that you have way less energy to give other people. When you think about it, all of these things relate to one another. All of the things that we do, all of the choices we make, ultimately boil down to our overall experience of our lives. So getting back to the basics and just trying to go to bed like an hour earlier or to just wake up and do a little bit of meditation every day or to stretch or even to just walk to work instead of driving or even just biking. And I know it's kind of getting colder now, but there are so many other ways that we can learn to get fit, even just taking the stairs more, just becoming more in tune with our bodies and listening to what they're trying to tell us. Maybe your body is saying that you need to work out less. Maybe you're pushing your body too much. Maybe you need more rest. And winter is also a perfect time for rest because it's hibernation season. I know a lot of the times when we talk about all of the things we're excited about and the goals we're planning and like, trust me, that is one of the biggest avenues of life that I love to just go down. Like I love getting inspired and excited about things, but I also think that there is so much importance in understanding that sometimes self-care isn't going for the run. Sometimes self-care isn't pushing yourself to chase a goal or a dream. Sometimes self-care is listening to your body when it's saying it's time to rest or your brain when it's saying it needs to slow down a little bit or when you're tapped out of ideas and you're just feeling like you need to just coast. Like that is totally cool too. I think that there's so much that we miss when we try and push past those phases of our lives. And lately I think I was kind of trying to do that. I feel like I was trying so hard to push forward into like the next inspiration and the next big thing instead of just like relaxing for a second and realizing that it's okay to skip out on a workout. It's okay to, you know, slow down a little bit on all of the things you're trying to get done in a day so that you have a bit more time to breathe or just a bit more time to read a book or a bit more time to just be with yourself or be with your dog or with your family and your friends. And taking those messages from your body too is also an element of self-care that I think is so, so important. And hey, that can even roll into things like getting a massage or maybe your body's saying it hasn't been dressed up and taken out in a while. Like truly do, like start with the basics by getting in tune with 
what our bodies are telling us and what our bodies need from us. Because ultimately nobody else can take care of your body the way that you can. And it's nobody else's responsibility to. So start there. I feel like that's always the best place to start. And I mean, of course, when you talk about the body, there's always those two counterparts to which are soul and mind. And I think that when you get back to the basics with your body and you just check back in with what you're needing on a physical like existence level, it makes it easier to then move past that once you, you know, got back to the basics and ask yourself, like, what is your soul needing? What is your mind saying? When you really tap into what your soul needs, a lot of the times we're either going through some pain, going through some hurt, needing that love. Of connection. Maybe we're feeling really bored and our souls are feeling really sparkleless and we need more hobbies and passion and purpose in our lives. Meditation is a big one for me when it comes to just, you know, inquiring with what my soul needs on a day-to-day basis or even just on a wholesome basis. I feel like lately having the time to slow down and not be creating so many videos and not be creating so much content, I've had a bit more time to meditate and to just get in on the nitty gritty of what my soul is feeling and asking like, okay, what am I feeling lately? What am I needing lately? And getting a bit more in tune with what I want to do on an overall basis or what kind of theme my soul is feeling at this time in my life. Like at 24 year old, just good old me living in Toronto, where I'm at in life, like this is how my soul is feeling and this is what my soul is kind of needing. And I think to do that and to get to that level of self-care, we definitely need to one, meditate so that we can, you know, find that little golden egg inside of us that is waiting for us to kind of pay attention to it. But also we need to take care of the basics and take care of ourselves and Also just open ourselves up to feeling whatever it is that we need to feel. And I know that that sounds so much easier said than done, right? Like, okay, just feel what you need to feel. A lot of the times, I think the way that we're raised and just who we are as individuals and the experiences that we've had throughout our lives, they kind of warp us into creating these habitual reactions to things. So maybe for some of us, it's not so easy to just feel what we feel. Or maybe for some of us, we run from our problems or we avoid our problems or we find ways to kind of just push them away or tuck them somewhere or channel them into something that eventually doesn't actually fix what's going on in our souls. It just kind of puts a Band-Aid on it. And so I think the fastest way to become aware over whether you're using a Band-Aid method or you're actually dealing with and healing with your soul is to check out where your mind is at. When you become aware of just the thought patterns that you think on a daily basis, or even just the type of labels and perspectives that you put on things around you, that is such a clear and sometimes shocking indication of where our souls are at in life and where we're kind of at with our faith in humanity and our faith in ourselves and our faith in the good in the world. And when you tune into your mind and you start to notice that it's kind of an icky place to be, which happens to all of us. First of all, don't freak out because that's usually my first chain reaction. Whenever I kind of tune into my mind and I notice that I'm a bit in a pessimistic point of life or a bit more negative than usual or a bit more just like icky, my first reaction is to want to freak out because I think that nobody else is feeling that way. But just fresh, friendly reminder that that is so normal. There's so many of us that would tune into our brains right now. And not only that, it's also can be super fleeting. So try not to attach to whether or not you tune into your mind and you find that it's either negative or even positive. A lot of the times what we're kind of, or what we should be striving for is just a sense of balance where maybe we're not like super, super happy, but maybe we're also not super pessimistic. You know, we're just kind of coasting in between letting life come to us effortlessly. And I feel like that is one of the hardest things to do, but it's also one of the 
places in our lives that we tend to coast the most. And if we become comfortable with that and realize that there's great balance in that, then I think that that should be what we strive more for instead of trying to strive for these extremes, you know? And again, I think that that comes through meditation, through self-discipline, through just overall wellness and doing things that expand our knowledge and our creativity. And doing those things, I think, kind of creates a healthier mind or a healthier place for our minds to exist. If we're stimulating our brains with new knowledge on a daily basis, if we're constantly finding ways to get creative with our lives, we're leaving our brains with less time to overthink things. And I think that when you have less time to overthink things, funny that I said, I think this, but when we have less time to overthink, we have less time to create problems and anxiety, depression. A lot of the things that we struggle with on a day-to-day basis is usually just our brain not being stimulated enough so they try and stimulate themselves by creating or looking for problems that we suddenly need to solve and then we get into these anxious hamster wheels of constantly chasing our lives. So instead, when you stimulate knowledge, creativity, even just reading more, reading more books instead of watching TV is going to stimulate your brain in new ways. Constantly get curious about how you can stimulate your brain that way and how you can find fresh perspectives and fresh ideas and fresh energy. And you'll find you'll have way less time to find and solve all of these problems that don't actually exist. It's crazy, but getting in tune with your mind and then using that to kind of harness your soul by getting back to the basics of your body, oh, it's such a formula, but it's going to work. I have faith in it. I mean, it's one thing to say all this, right? But then it's a whole other thing to find the commitment to stick through with our self-care. I'm going to dive into exactly why and how you can BYOBF, which is going to be the the whole mood this winter, um, right after I give you guys a quick message from the Different sponsors that brought you guys today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. Some smiles are wide and full of warmth. Some smiles reach all the way up to the eyes. And some smiles are so bright that they light up the entire room. But every smile tells a story. About the gift about you, and about the one you love. That's why I shop at James Avery Artisan Jewelry. Gifts from James Avery help tell your story, one that you and your loved one will remember for years to come. I'll see my friends smile when they open the coral box, and we'll all remember that moment every time we put the jewelry on. This Christmas, those are the kind of smiles I'm looking forward to, and I know that they are too. James Avery Austin Jewelry can be found in their shops in many Dillard stores and online at jamesavery.com. Ladies, booty season has finally arrived. It's the perfect opportunity to be the fall fashion trend center or you know winter seeing as we now are dipping into november that you've always dreamed of being and you don't have to spend a million dollars to do it live up to your style potential with a justfab.com membership justfab is a really awesome website to check up on just the latest trends with boots and accessories shoes clothing all of the fun stuff especially with the transitioning seasons when you visit for the first time you're going to get a style quiz and then once you finish it and take it justfab personalizes your shopping experience so that all your favorite styles rise straight to the top you're able to shop as a guest or as a JustFab VIP, which is actually what I did. And I ended up getting a bunch of, I don't know if you guys saw it. I ended up including them in a vlog in Utober, but I got a bunch of really, really cute boots, including these white little like cowboy boots, but they're kind of like space rocket cowboy boots. They're really cute. And I feel like they rock out for the winter solely because they have silver on them. I posted an outfit of the night when I went to a concert the other night with them on too. They're iconic. And honestly, I wouldn't have found them if I didn't use JustFab. VIPs actually get to save up to 30% on retail prices and gain 
access a ton of other exclusive perks. The best part about the VIP though is that it's just like everything you need perfectly picked out just for you. JustFab actually offers a flexible membership so that each month you can choose to shop or skip. So ultimately you end up shopping the way that you want to. Trust me, you're going to love being a VIP member. So it's time to step up your boot game. If you go to justfab.com slash talk now and sign up as a VIP, you'll get your first dial for as low as $10. That's justfab.com slash T-A-L-K to get your first dial for as low as 10 bucks. Justfab.com slash talk. So getting back into our self-care mood, like I said, I feel like it's one thing to know that you want to focus on self-care, but a lot of the times when we say we want to focus on our self-care, it's hard to actually commit to doing the things that self-care needs, you know, actually doing it, actually taking the time to go to bed early or to rest more or to maybe work out more or eat healthier. Like where do we then find the energy to back up this self-care? And I think a lot of that comes into establishing a proper why. When we say that we're doing self-care, kind of like what I was saying earlier, when we aren't listening to our bodies and what our brains are saying and what our souls need, I guess, at the end of the day, we end up just doing self-care for these like superficial reasons, whether it's to look better or to get attention or to just show people like, look at us, look what we're doing. And I think that those whys fade really fast and that the highs from those whys are so fleeting and like the happiness from those whys is so surface level that it gets old quickly. So we stop doing the things that require us to take care of ourselves and we stop feeling like a need of like, what's the point, right? Like, what's the point? I already got the attention and it's not fueling me anymore. And I think that that's why it's so important to just get really honest and real with ourselves and establish the kind of self-care that we actually need for ourselves and what resonates with us so that our why is stronger than just wanting the eyeballs and the attention of others or our why is stronger than just wanting to be superficially pretty or to just want to, you know, have an aesthetically looking life. Like it just, I think when we establish our why and it's bigger than just something on the outside and we make it something, I know it's corny, but on the inside, then doing the self-care things becomes more of an experience or just like a pathway of our lives rather than just something we do for the looks of it. Like for me lately, I've just wanting, I don't know, focus on self-care. It's come from a place of just wanting to experience my life at a, at a higher level. You know, I feel like there is so much of my life that I am so grateful for, but at the end of the day, I get so curious as to why I'm not spending more time focusing on those things or why, you know, I'm not kind of taking full advantage of the things that I know I enjoy. And that to me is a big sign that I'm kind of out of touch maybe with my soul. And so I'm trying to get back to, a self-care routine or a self-care regimen that makes it so that I'm more well-rested and I'm more able to show up and be more actively present and conscious in my life and enjoy what it's like to just, you know, be me, I guess. When doing that, it's stemming from wanting to, I guess, do my life justice. I think that there is so much of my life that I've already spent in weird periods and in dark places and just like feeling depressed and feeling hopeless and feeling sad. And when I think back on those points of my life, I no longer feel guilt or resentment towards them. Instead, I just see that I know what it's like to feel crappy. And so instead, I want to appreciate what it's like to just feel alive and to feel good and to know that those pockets are to 
kind of create meaning or value behind those phases of my life that I had to go through by using them to further along my life now, you know, by using those signs and those messages and those lessons that I learned and then putting those lessons into action to do better and to just live better. I think we all as a population of the world need that self-care and compassion for ourselves. What I'm trying to say is there's a big difference between taking care of yourself and caring for yourself, you know? Like those things kind of have to go hand in hand. You can't just have one without the other. And I feel like if the whole world took a little bit more time to, you know, get quiet, just kind of actually fulfill their own needs and to establish without judging themselves what's wrong and what's right in their own day-to-day lives and then find compassion for themselves, then I think it would be so much easier for all of us to turn around and show that same sense of patience and compassion for one another. And that is another big why that I think is an easier burst of energy or not even a burst of energy. It's more of like a strength that comes from sticking to taking care of ourselves. Because again, if you are a happier person at the end of the day, you're going to share that energy with more people around you, which is going to in turn make them happier. And I think that that ripples out and that creates a lasting effect that is more than just you. So I think that there is something that can come from self-care. I read it once as, you know, enlightened self-care, I think was the term, but enlightened self-care means that you're enlightened enough or you're woke enough on this earth as a present, you know, entity to understand that when you take care of yourself, and you're a happier person for taking care of yourself, you in turn make the people around you happier. And then they get inspired to do the same and then make the people around them happier. And then the whole world, just all of our vibrations tend to rise together. And that's the importance of just BYOBF, which is the motto that I've been living by lately. Whether it's being your own best friend or being your own boyfriend, you know, we gotta make that the mood. We gotta make that the winter motto of 2018 going into 2019. BYOBF, take yourself on dates. Get excited about your own accomplishments and celebrate your own achievements. Cuddle yourself up at night or cuddle with your puppy or cuddle in your favorite pajamas or your favorite heated blanket and read the books you want to read. Take the classes you want to take. Read the, I don't know, poetry that you want to read or write and take yourself out. Dress yourself up. Go make memories with yourself or with your friends and let the universe take care of the rest. B-Y-O-B-F. That's the mood. Before I end off on this coffee talk, I want to leave you guys with a quote that I recently read that literally brought me so much comfort and has been such a motto aside from the BYOBF moving into this whole self-care season of winter. And it was everything that's meant for me will come to me effortlessly. Now, I don't think that that means that we don't have to work for the things that we want. I think that You know, we have to show the world that we're consciously living and opening ourselves up to the things that are meant for us in life. And to open yourself up to those things, I think that that, I want to use the word effort, but I feel like what the whole quote means is that if it's meant for you, it's going to come to you when you're opening yourself up to it. So take the actions that it's going to require to make yourself open to the life that you want to live and do so in a way that doesn't feel like you're dragging or pulling at teeth, you know, listen to your body, listen to your intuition, trust yourself and find ways to work with yourself so that you are taking care of yourself and ultimately living a better life and everything else. The universe will take care of the rest. It'll come to you effortlessly if it's meant for you. So that my friends, 
has been the latest mood, the self-care mood that I've been in and the self-care mood that I personally am going to make my mood for the winter. So feel free to join me. Feel free to BYOBF. I feel like I should make like a Coase t-shirt that says that. Be your own best friend, be your own boyfriend, and just self-care mood into the winter. So I hope you guys enjoyed this self-care coffee talk. Leave a comment on either CastBox or wherever you guys are listening, or feel free to tweet or Instagram at me what you guys thought about today's episode, if it resonated with you, if you guys have any points to add, how have you been in the whole self-care regimen lately? Like, what is your self-care routine looking like? I feel like I should also back this up with like an updated self-care routine. That would be a cool way to theme off of this video or to theme off of this podcast. So with that, I will talk to all of you guys next week and I will see all of you guys in my next video. Bye guys.